This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. It's episode 26, it's fourth season, and it's Star Drive. That almost sounded like, sounded like Crackerjack then. I, I, I flash back to Crackerjack, yeah, sorry I about that. I shout out, Star Drive! <laughs> and get your cabbage. Right. I think people still rec- remember Crackerjack. In, anybody our age will know it. Yes. There's not yeah. many people our age left about, though, is there? Really? Pe- people who watch Blake 7 on transmission would know yes. Crackerjack, definitely. Crackerjack. Yeah, did, yeah. Did Crackerjack ever do a Blake 7 skit? I don't think they did. That would have been perfect. Or would you have been able to tell the difference? They, they definitely did. <laughs> they definitely did Doctor Who, didn't they? That that they the, did, yeah. The yeah. guy, the guy, the tall guy. You had the Bob short. McLean. That that's it. Yeah. All McLean. Teeth. I had a bath today. Yes. Yeah. See, why do I remember stuff like that, but I can't remember my <laughs> phone number? <laughs> it sank in, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah. In. All right. But big, big for us. When we were kids, it was big, wasn't it? That was our that was our culture. It was about, what time? It was about half past four, quarter five, to five, five, wasn't it? Five, Friday, oh, yeah, Friday, five, five to five, and it's Crackerjack. Yes, there you go. All right. I, I would rather talk about Crackerjack than Star yeah. Drive. Crackerjack in character. Right, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm contacting Matt. Okay, yeah. we have a spin-off. Right, yeah. so, no, it's Star Drive. It's Star Drive. What, what, what's your first thoughts on that, Ian, when I say it's Star Drive? Well, to, to, to sort of paraphrase Avon, thank you for introducing me for, to a distinctly new concept which is enjoying a season four episode i enjoyed this episode it has it has huge problems which i'm sure we'll go into in great detail but i i for various levels yeah i i enjoyed it it like i say there's one element that lets it completely down and unfortunately that's the production of it Mm. it it but the script i think is really good it holds together the act finally Avon's sort of acting a bit like Avon in it. Mm. It's yeah, I enjoyed it all except for the production and even the the concept of the uh, the space rats. I hesitate to even say their name is okay, but let down by just awful design. Mm. I can remember when it was first uh, transmitted, hating it on the first really? viewing and and the problem was the space rats yeah. um and watching it now i don't mind it at all until they go down to the planet i'm quite enjoying it until they go to the yeah. planet until the space rats appear i don't mind it and you're right production wise it, it it's abysmal this is one that i could happily listen to but yes. i've got a big problem when i watch it 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 suffers again from the I mean we've mentioned this before on on various different things the Klingon issue isn't it that if uh, and at least I suppose they go a little bit out of the way to say that they've kidnapped these scientists or oh, supposedly hired these scientists don't know what they're giving them in return um, to make these engines but and any any completely uh, sort of lawless group generally doesn't isn't well organized. It makes you wonder how they managed to poach Doctor Plaxton. Yeah, well, I wonder what they what they offered her 
you know, come, come, if you come with us, we can offer you in sanitary conditions on a muddy planet with no money. Ah. I've, I had a vague memory of thinking that there was some sort of, you know, Gunsar and his wife yeah. attraction thing between Plaxton and uh, oh, the, the head of them. But I don't think there yes. is, is there? He's horrible, isn't he? She, uh, she obviously doesn't like him. We'll, we'll be talking about that um, soon. And I'll tell you what, watching it uh, for this episode, it's very strange to finally do a season four one where we've got all the crew together and on the Scorpio. I don't think yeah. I don't think we've ever done it well, until now. Well, we haven't got Orvac, have we? He's not there. Yeah, that, that they, is a They left him on the base thing. doing something. Why? I don't know what. Yeah, Why? well, because he would, he would presumably have got him out of a little bit of a fix, wouldn't he? But... Mm. Uh, Mm. Yeah, yeah, almost Hulk. It's nice to see Sulin doing so. Sulin's brilliant in this episode. I think she's brilliant in all of them. Um, well, they don't use her a lot, do they? That's no. the trouble. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Venice Barber is just brilliant, full stop in everything. Mm. That's all we need to say. But they don't <laughs> use the character of Sulin particularly well. And I think in this one, she actually works really well. Um, it, it's good when she's. I mean, we've said before that Callie was like a conscience, uh, but that was a, yes. a, in a very passive way. Whereas Sulin, you know, she's she, she's actually you know can be quite aggressive and, yeah, and sarky with it. Yeah. yeah, but she brings a level of common sense. She's saying what we all think. Yeah. When this stuff happens, so yeah, you. She, I, I like the character. She challenges yeah. Avon, which is something yeah. Callie didn't really do, did yeah, she? Yeah, Callie didn't really do. Um, but Sulin obviously feels she can, because she can outdraw him. Yeah. He can't fan his pistol fast enough for Sulin. She doesn't need a fan either. No, no, no. she doesn't, no. Yeah. She, she realises <laughs> there's no hammer to cock. Um, it's also, funny enough, you, were, you mentioned in one of the uh, earlier episodes about the teaming up. They always team up Dana with Taron and mm. how awful it is. And they team up Dana with Villa in this. Yes. And it, it sort of works. She still, the actress still can't fight for Toffee. She's so miscast as a fight, mm. I think. But they work. She works much better as a character with Villa rather than Tarrant mm. playing off of. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's get into this uh, story then, and it starts with that terrible version of the opening of Star Wars. Um, except it's yeah. the Scorpio coming overhead, and it's all on video, and it looks goddamn awful. Yeah, well, I, I, my first note is someone's in Star Wars. <laughs> mm, mm, oh dear, it is poor, and um, they're following an asteroid that they're going to get close, and they're going to get close to it, so it shields them as it yes. travels into the Altern system. As they need, what do they need? Some crystals again. Fuel crystals. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, it's quite a good idea, really. I suppose to to use an asteroid to. To, to blanket your signal but who the hell's um looking who's watching yeah. yeah who's watching who's who's got enough time that they're watching all of space mm. really yeah um yeah and it's a pretty crappy looking asteroid and yes Look, looks like some uh baked potatoes stuck together doesn't it, it? Is, it's not... or, or it's lumps of polystyrene yeah. it's something like that and uh and i i that was crap and i tell you what it's crap as well villa mentioning murphy's law you know, that we still yeah. have the saying of Murphy's Law in the second calendar. If you've forgotten so much about, you know, what Earth used to yeah, be like, all those hundreds, that. but you've remembered Murphy's Law. No, I didn't yeah, like why, that. why didn't, I mean, it would have been an ideal time for them to space it up a bit and say, uh, it's Spacer's Law or it's Smuggler's Law or it's, we, we have a, a, a saying amongst us thieves, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, again, it, you're right, it brings it so much 
into now because i i bet again we said this last week on something but i bet if you went into the street and accosted children you'd probably get arrested but <laughs> you could ask them about murphy's law and they'll go what yeah mm. no it's not good it's not good um but the other thing that that sort of threw me in this that i thought was too uh, sort of, uh, it just feels wrong is that Avon says let's get within 50, 50 yards that's my next yeah. point oh no, yeah. no I don't like it we've we've said again on this show you know um, it's much better when they use spatials and, and yeah. they're vague about things when they talk about yards and feet and miles it's like it's too real world isn't it yeah it it, it, it bogs it down in reality which is something that it doesn't really need no. it's also it I suppose they they've done it because at the time everyone knew use yards and feet. But even even in the forty years since then, if you're an American uh, listener, assuming anyone in America is listening, um, you'll still use yards and that. But w- Britain's gone decimalised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it to, even to us now it sounds archaic. It does doesn't it? Yeah, it does does date this show definitely. Yeah, yeah but they're okay with it. They're all they are okay with it. Until Avon says we're going to go within 50 yards of it. Yeah. Just how close are you planning to get to that thing, Avon? 50 yards. 50 yards? Oh, come on, Avon! Near enough to be in its radar shadow without the risk of being damaged by its spin. Slave, we shall need the precision guidance subsystems online for the final approach. Uh, yes, Master. Precision guidance online and standby. Uh, main drive thrust condition green for activation on your command. Do we have to go that near? That spin won't just damage us if we overshoot. It'll tear the ship apart. Bill is right. We need a safer standoff. The closer we get, the less risk there is of our being detected by a Federation patrol. Range. 5,000. There won't be anything left of us to detect unless we match velocity and course now. Sit down. Um, And that doesn't go down with the others. I mean, there's lots of moaning. Um, But we're now season four Avon, and season four Avon is shouty Avon. Yeah, um, telling to all sit down and shut up. You know, yeah. Again, who put him in charge? And why you did they just go that, along with yeah, it? Yeah, well, on the Liberator, that it was quite clear. That, I mean, I I don't know why they Blake thought he was in charge, but at least Blake sort of bequeathed the Liberator to Avon. Mm. So there, he he at least had a bit of a, this is my ship. If you don't want to do what I do go away yes yeah, he's got he's got nothing on this no. has he? he's got nothing to say that he's in charge other than the fact that it's season four and it's a space opera and we need a ship's captain they he, he should be demoted in ranks i mean he's the one who cocked it up and got the liberator blown yeah. up and now in a minute he's the one who's cocked it up and messed up the the main drive of the scorpio it's all his fault that nobody should be listening to him he should be scrubbing the floors back on the base yeah. or something shouldn't yeah. he villa should be in charge yes. everything, everything that everything that happens in this episode villa predicts mm. will happen yeah yeah they should be listening to him yeah but that this is when the crash happens um yep. you know the plan fails we get that awful video crash um, oh it's so bad isn't it, it I, i'd forgotten how poor the effects are and the sets as well but the effects in season four because we we sort of we build up a, a resistance don't we yeah. and then we hit every five weeks we hit season four and it's like oh oh this this is the latest yeah effects yeah, compared it, to what we've been looking at Ooh, it's meant to progress isn't it you're meant to yeah. refine and progress but you're oh not meant boy. to get worse yeah. 
But this one, it goes bad, good, bad, because you get that awful first effect on video of yeah. it hitting the asteroid. Then, for some reason, they film the Scorpio on film, and yeah. you see it scraping by. Okay, the rock's falling down. They could have slowed that down a bit. That, but the ship looks good. It's in focus, which is yeah. rare for the Scorpio in Season 4. And But then we cut to a bigger explosion, and yeah, oh, it's terrible. If they just did it all on film, it would have looked amazing. Because the film stuff on season four does look all right. It looks good, doesn't it? Like yeah. the, the Scorpio launch. And I just, I'd, I'd love to know whether it was more expensive to hire a few bods in sort of Elstree or Shepparton than it would be to use the BBC's expensive new video bank. Mm. Yeah. yeah it, I bet there wasn't a lot of difference in it. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it fails. We have these terrible, you know, effects, um, and they've been damaged in the stern. Um, the main drive is broken, and they've got no way of getting to it. And as Avon is told all this, uh, he looks almost like he's on the verge of crying. Um, yeah, well, he's screwed up. We do get that lovely. Um, I mean, it's the first line I've heard from Slave where I thought, okay, that, I enjoyed that. Was where he says about use the backup systems, and Slave says, that, "I'm very sorry, Master, that, that was, was the backup, the backup system,", system. <laughs> which is an obvious joke, but it's like, okay, Slave, yep, you're right. Yeah, and this is how they should be. I mean, no, nobody yeah. gave him anything or, that we saw on screen about the Liberator being gone. Here, they're furious, yeah. especially Dana. Yeah. You know, she's really speaking her mind, isn't she? You know, and she's usually an Avon fan, isn't she? Yeah. She normally sort of goes, to, you know, toes the Avon party line. Yeah, and 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 I like the way you know, um, it, it it's like, uh, is it Mike Hodges who 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 films? Um, uh, he does his film, and you very often have interlapping, overlapping dialogue and that's what's happening here you know it's it's very natural they all would be venting they're not waiting for some, one person to finish talking before they talk it's all very natural this yeah blowing off of steam yeah it's a, this episode has some really nice almost sort of the same as the other seasons some some crew banter and some it it feels this feels like Blake Seven, mm. which a lot of the season fours we've watched don't. As we've no. said, it's like this is just not quite right. This is sort of yeah okay. This I this is the same program that we've been watching yeah. and enjoying for three years. Yeah, and I like the way they tell him off, and he does. There's no Saki comeback or anything. He no. stands there and takes it because he knows he's done yeah. wrong. Yeah, he's uh, he almost like you say he almost seems. Um, Browbeaten in this episode, yeah. doesn't he? He's, it's like he's going through the motions. Do you think it's we can actually be proper fans and uh, and say that this is actually running deeper? What we're seeing on his face there is like I've I've got rid of the Liberator. I've almost done it again, and he he's you know, you know, upset with himself. Yeah, I I I think I mean we know that Paul Darrow is a, a very good actor and he's a very intelligent actor and. Not much, not much that he did as Avon wasn't thought through. And I do, yeah, I, as we're watching season four, I do think he's playing it as a broken Avon, mm. an Avon that that knows that he had everything in his hand and it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and that sort of that explains his almost desperate attempts to to get it back. Because mm. Avon in this season does stuff that he wouldn't have done. No. He wouldn't have taken the risk. He wouldn't no. have put his life on the line for no. this sort of stuff. But yeah, it's it's really it's nice and it's subtle and it 
and it's realistic and your brain knows that doesn't it you when you're watching it you're not thinking of the cheap sets and the cheap no. effects right? you're thinking oh good this is good good character yeah. stuff yeah this yeah you can forget what we've just seen because we've now got this and then the next bit that happens I don't mind that because you've got a really nice shot of the stationary Scorpio. Again, it's on film yeah, and it's got his little landing lights flashing. I can't even remember seeing landing lights flashing on the Scorpio and it looks really nice. Yeah, it gives it brings it alive a bit, doesn't it? It's normally a very, like you say, a very static model and far as there's no... It's not a busy model. No. I mean, I know the Liberator wasn't, but the Liberator at least had the pulsing uh, back end and yeah. you know you, it usually was moving through starscapes and that but yeah it, it gives it scale as well it's no it's really good it's really really good and then we go inside and we get the drunk villa hello there anyone for a party i'm afraid you'll have to bring your own booze because i've really drunk mine anyone got any booze huh and how about my cold calculating sulin I'd like to see you on Ben just a little before we're all, all... Sometimes, Villa, you can be quite disgusting. Not so, my lovely. I can be disgusting all the time. It's easy. Easy as colliding with an asteroid. Eh, Haven? You know, they say all your life passes in front of you when you're about to... about to... you know... What's happening to me now? All my past life. That's one misfortune we don't have to share. Fourteen I was when I was first sent to a penal colony. Ship was hit in the main drive by a meteoroid. Bang! You know what they did to repair it? Activated the force wall and generated an atmosphere inside the force wall so that the repair team could work in a vacuum without spacesuits. Because it wasn't a vacuum anymore, if you see what I mean. Very clever, those old prison hulk skippers. Slave, activate force wall. Pressurize it with our air reserve. That would be most inadvisable, master. I'm terribly sorry, but our force wall generator is in a poor condition. Slave's right. We'd lose the lock. It's a great pity we didn't bring Orak. But I could manage a small force wall, a blister force wall, around the damaged part of the hull. Then do it. Let's go. Out of the mouths of drunks. Drunk? Who's drunk? You are. Show me how to get drunk on plain water and I won't waste time. Well, then why pretend? Because, my lovely Dana and Sulin, no one ever tells someone who's drunk to volunteer. <laughs> I don't like working in main drive chambers, especially main drive chambers that are separated from space by one of slaves' force walls. Oh, brilliant scene, this. I yeah. love this scene. Here we have it. We've mentioned this scene before yep. when we've been talking about Villa and when we've come to the conclusion that he's um, far more intelligent than he makes himself out to be and it's all an act a self-preservation act here we have it actually there on screen he comes up with this drunken memory he prefaces it first by saying his life is flashing before his eyes and avon says well that's a that's a one mercy we're spared yeah. you know and uh, yeah he starts rambling on about you know how he was in a penal colony when he was 14 and and how you know on this ship 
they had a similar problem and do you know what they did to fix it and it, and I like watching this scene because not only is Michael Keaton really good in this if you look in the background where you've got Taron and Avon when he says the captain of the ship put yeah. a force wall Avon's head snaps up doesn't yep. it you, know? yeah. you can see the light bulb going on above his head it's um it's really well acted well done Michael Keaton he uh He's brilliant at this sort of scene, isn't he? He's mm. really good. And yeah, you're right. The, it's the others buying it as well. So, you know, you've got like Dana that's disgusted at him and Sulin is like, he's drunk again. Mm. And like you say, they totally dismiss him until he says that one line. And then it's like, oh, yep. ah. And, yeah. I, and I love sort of Avon's um, like, get him sober and they off they go. It's just, yeah. And, really I, well and again, he waits until they've gone, and Sulin yep. says, "Out the mouth of drunks," and he's like, "Who's drunk? Who's drunk? Show me how to, you know to get drunk on water." And uh, yeah, we find out it's all a complete act, so yeah. he won't be uh, press ganged into going into the main drive thing. But it, isn't isn't it good that he tr- he trusts Dana and Sulin enough that he knows they won't immediately dob him in? That he's not drunk. Well, that's a good point. Callie, he he could have just gone back to his cabin, yeah. couldn't he, and just pretended yeah. to be drunkenly sleeping yeah i mean because i think callie would have shamed him into helping or doing something or callie would have would have uh, told on him but he knows that dana and especially surin again well she really backs him up doesn't she because in yeah. a minute avon or tarrant says uh sober yeah. up villa and she goes yeah we'll try you know yeah, she could nice, yeah she, nice she could have grasped him up then but no she went along with it and that's good yeah and, uh, yeah, Avon and Tarrant, they've gone to this main drive chamber. Now, apart from this and the bridge, and I think we see a bit of the hold at some point on that one with uh, Roy Kinnear in, um, we never see any other parts of the Scorpio, do we? No, it's um, it's not a very well-fleshed-out ship. And the bits we do see are not impressive. I mean, this drive chamber is its almost just an empty room, isn't it? With a, a, yeah, you know, just a some walls. Bloody, yeah, yeah with, with, there's like a... Uh, I mean, I, at first I thought, is that a Black & Decker workmate that their engine thing is on? And it's, mm. I don't think it is, but it looks like it's so cheap. And like the the the, the machine they use to, to fix the hole is just a milk crate with a Mavellan gun stuck on it. I've got it's, blue milk crate. I hadn't spotted yeah. that. I, that. That pointy bit did look familiar, yeah. but you're right. It's, it's the yeah, Mavellan, it's Mavellan gun, gun, isn't it? On a uh, blue milk crate. Yeah, it's just so... It's not even they've not even tried to disguise the fact that it's a milk crate. No. <laughs> you you can see that I mean even this early in the season you can see the budget running out on screen. Oh, I think it's gone. <laughs> it's yeah, it's gone. gone. At this point. Yeah. Good grief. And <laughs> yeah. and also, you know, I mean that's cheapness as well. It seems to magically repair the hole. Um, yeah. with this first of all it does one of those crap laser effect things which I'm definitely putting on that thing on the Facebook page that, that this is definitely going into that and it seems to repair the hole magically including matching the color of yeah the, and, of the, and, and the, the panel, panel lines <laughs> I because because they say because the reason Villa doesn't want to go down there is because he said and they, well the reason that that this whole thing comes about is that they can't they can't repair the. They can't do intricate repair work while wearing a, a space, space suit. suit and gloves. Okay, that's fair enough. But they could have held up that beer crate, repaired the wall <laughs> in a spacesuit, then pressurized it. Yeah. They weren't exactly pushed for time at this point. They thought they were stuck there. Yeah. For however many hours. So yeah, it, it's a bit of a mockery of the whole reason yes. for doing it. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It, it just made me laugh so much that 
this this didn't only repair the hole it uh, it oh, filled it, in the panel lines stupid. and the weathering yeah. yeah yeah it's like modern who how the sonic screwdriver yeah. can repair anything yeah, and yeah. things like that it's like no this is nonsense but i do like that model shot you see a, a proper model shot of the scorpio and you've got the glow in the stern section which gives you an idea of just where they are and also the size of the ship yeah. um yeah, scorpio don't get many no ideas about it do you it could could be huge it could be like millennium falcon sized you just don't know no no that is nice but then we get this terrible video effect of three what they call interceptors although they <laughs> although they look like pursuit yeah. ships don't they well they i mean they say don't they say we don't recognize them yeah or they they're not sure if they're pursuit ships it's like well we are because we've seen that model before but then were they looking at that bit of film or were they looking at the the blobs Oh, those like, blobs. Yeah. Those like blobs later blobs. on. Oh. Because cause if that was if they were looking at that, I understand why they said we're not sure who they are. Yeah, it could have been anything. <laughs> they look like Space Invaders blobs, don't they? That's just what I'd rather have the pea bulbs back. Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, no, they don't recognise the type. And so yeah. for, for some reason, other other than plot convenience, Avon says to film them and they'll check yeah. the film later. Why? Why? They're nowhere near Zen and Base. Why are they filming these unknown ships? Yeah. What is the purpose of this? It could have sort of worked if if they'd have had a a, mo- a new model or new model shot of a, a massive Federation cruiser and they said, "You want to come up and see this, Avon? We've never seen anything like it. It's amazing." And built it up like that. But it was it was more a sort of no, I don't really recognise them. No. They, it should have been something that required them, that is so astonishing that then Avon says, well, I can't come up, but I want to see this. Tape yeah. it. Yeah, tape it. I'll check it yeah. later. But they do. They do tape it, and that's when they promptly blow up, don't they? Yes. And in this episode, like, as I say, I, I, I very, very rarely watch this episode. I'd completely forgotten that you've got wipes from one scene to another. Oh, yeah, Star Wars wipes, aren't they? They're really weird. They're, they're badly done, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, we get one now. We get this very clumsy wipe to the Scorpio returning to base, and that's when we get the their stock Thunderbirds footage yes. of it going inside the mountain. It, it reminds me, the wipes remind me of when you first use um, Adobe Premiere and you've got all the free wipes, and you the first video you do, you put as many different <laughs> transitions and wipes as you can into it. And then after about the third time of watching it, you go, oh, what have I done? Yeah. And then you stick to simple stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't, doesn't I mean, I, I sort of applaud them for trying something different, but it doesn't work. It just... No, not at all. It immediately looks, makes you think, oh, someone's watched Star Wars. I'll tell you what made me think, oh, as well, is uh, old Gunsar again, because watching this... Um, sequence and they go they go inside the the mountain and then they go down yeah. quite away inside. Therefore, Zen and Base must be at the bottom of a mountain. But at no point when you're out on on the planet do you ever see a mountain in the background. Gunsar must have been living near the bottom of a mountain, or on the top of a mountain. Yeah, but the, the everything was there. But the Scorpio goes to the bottom of the mountain on that yeah. lift thing. So Zen and Base must be at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't match, no, does it? At no. All? Not at all. all right. Um, they check the footage, and uh, Orak is being evasive, isn't he? Well, Orak, what do you think? I think you have brought back a most fascinating recording. We are looking for conclusions, not critical acclaim. Two conclusions. First, 
The Federation have re-established their shipbuilding program ahead of my prediction. Second, the early design of the main drives indicates that they have lost their top designer. Orak, we'd worked that out already. What we want to know is how three ships can suddenly blow up by themselves. If that had happened, I would want an answer to the same question. So what you're trying to tell us, Orak, is that those ships did not blow up by themselves. I am not trying to tell you anything. I am simply not interested in attempting to compensate for your amazing lack of observation. All right, Dan, I'll play the recording again, this time at half speed. This, yeah, this is very, remind me very much of the, um, you know, when they uh, look at the footage in Redemption, hmm. Blake's trying to work out what happened. This, this struck me as sort of a very similar. I think Aurak enjoys things. it. It's, oh, yeah, I know something I you so. don't know sort of thing, you know, because he says that if the ships are blown up by themselves, he would want to know why. You know, and yes. uh, and the inference is that you know the answer is there if they care to look for it. Yeah, well, he doesn't. He he, he doesn't like. He's like uh, Alexa, isn't he? he? Doesn't like. Oh, Alexa's just come on. I shouldn't have said it. Um, <laughs> he he doesn't like giving sensible answers. But I yeah, I quite liked it where he sort of yes, uh, if that had happened, I would want to know as well, yeah. <laughs> rather than say, well, they they didn't just blow up; they were blown up by something. Orak, uh, when he says that, he should have a little yeah. hatch open at the side and a little two-finger salute come out yeah. <laughs> at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Avon decides that they the only way they're going to figure this out is if they check every frame of the film, at which Dana goes, what, at 10,000 frames a second? That video footage is no way 10,000 frames a second. Yeah. You know? Well, well 10,000 frames per second at that then for video would that would that was so futuristic wasn't it now it's like you can get that you can do that easy enough um (laughs) but what what annoys me even more is none of them bring up avon says we'll watch it and it's like what from the beginning you don't have to watch it from the beginning you stupid idiots just watch the explosion before the explosion yeah yeah who's which i mean you sat there for 10 minutes watching something before the thing happens that you want yeah that makes no sense Egypt, isn't they? yeah but it's sulin who spots it and yes. uh, what she spots is a very in focused in focus photo of a craft superimposed over that <laughs> horrible video footage it doesn't terrible. fit at all does it it's yeah not and at i all. love i love the i mean I, again this is a very a very overused trope of the zoom in and enhance type thing yeah. right back to blade runner and everything but this is particularly funny isn't it because it zooms in and it they obviously couldn't even be asked to get a photo of the guy's helmet so it's actually a man there yeah. stood there while they're filming it he's moving in the freeze yeah. frame yeah, it's yeah. brilliant oh it's terrible they do we allow this or not? The fact that it's a space chopper. Does this go no, on the that's, space that's list? That's a space. Yeah, that's definitely because what what these people are they're the Hell's Angels, aren't they? Yes. And so Hell's Angels, they were on choppers, things like that. Calling it a space chopper. Yeah, this I think this has to oh, go on the. It goes uh, the, on the list. Yep. <laughs> okay. And There's so, a lot in this one of, of space something. Space rats, I think, could go on. That there. was my question. Yeah. Do that. I think they should. Yeah, I think so. You can't just stick space on it and make it sci-fi. That's rubbish. Uh, but Tarrant says that these space cho- choppers were a teenager's craze a couple of hundred years ago. First question was, 
initially. How does he know that? But you established last week that he gets that magazine sent to him. Yeah, well, I, one of my notes says Tarrant has been reading Space Top Gear again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And... Yeah, it, it would be the same as if we're watching we're watching footage of like filmed now, and someone goes past on a penny farthing, mm. and you go, ah, penny farthings. They were a, they were a craze for teenagers. Yeah. They would drive by and kick you in the face two hundred years ago. If yeah, it it it's exposition, isn't it? It's it is. exposition in this uh, yeah, this oh, episode. Yeah, he also says the Federation banned them as well didn't he like yeah. 200 years ago and it's doing standard by 12.6 in real time um and that that tells orac that the star drive has been perfected and it's a we talked about this when we we're doing space flight yes. um yeah it, it it's a drive that uses light instead of plasma for thrust um, yeah it's it, there's a couple of interesting bits on this isn't there so uh, a little bit earlier on when they're talking about the video footage and and Orac, that which I thought was an, a, again a lovely line where they say, "Tell us about this footage," and he says, um, uh, "I can deduce that the Federation have advanced their build shipbuilding program," which I thought was that's yeah, quite yeah, nice because yeah. it's again building up the Federation. And then, but in this, yeah, it's, it's um, it goes by standard by twelve in real time. But later on in the episode, they say that it's time dot td twelve. Yeah, yeah. But if it's time dot twelve, that's not in standard. In no. real time, is it? No, it's beyond light speed. We've we've yeah. established this. That... Yeah. So these two statements don't marry up. No. Also, but... if you were doing that speed in real time, how the hell would how you, can you react? Or... You can't yeah. react that fast. Your neutron blast is going to be. It's a bit like we said about firing phases in warp drive. Isn't it? Your neutron blasters are going to be slower than your. As soon as you fire them you destroy yourself. Yeah, you're going to hit them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. But, okay, so that's that. And, you know, finally they've got a goal. We were saying, you know, um, yeah. last week, weren't we, that, you know, they're, they're basically pirates. They're just in, doing piracy. Now they've got a goal. They've got they've got to find this star drive and, uh, and replace their clapped-out knackered drive. Yeah. Which, yeah. which again is totally Avon's doing. They're they're trying to redo the Liberator, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, they they've got to get back. Yeah, they like you said before, they painted themselves into a corner, and now they've got to get that back as well. And, yeah, uh, but un unlike the Liberator with its fast speed, that they never really use it for anything, do they? No. In the rest of the season, they never. No, no. It never comes into play. No. Well, Avon, he says to zoom in on the pilot, and that's that thing, the yeah, guy, guy the helmet, you know. Um, and I don't know why he's asking him to keep zooming in. Let's see the pilot zoom in on his helmet, he says. Isn't and that, that lucky? Yeah. yeah, and that's when we find out it is indeed a space rat. Bring that thing into close-up. Closer. Concentrate on the pilot. I want a close-up of his helmet. It's a space rat. Friends of yours? Friends? Space rats? There's no such thing as a friend of a space rat. They even hate each other. What else do you know about them? They're maniacs, psychopaths. All they live for is sex and violence, booze and speed. And the fellows are just as bad. We had a couple in the penal colony once. They were always trying to frighten me. <laughs> they never succeeded, of course. What were they imprisoned for? Breaking into transport museums. When the Federation banned all leisure transport, they went in for stealing anything on wheels or could fly. They were speed crazy. And I do mean crazy. Speed is the key. 
find the space rats and we find Dr. Plaxton. That's exactly what we're going to do. Now, look, I've tangled with just about every ugly in the book since I got involved with you lot, but I draw the line at space rats. Well, go on. Well, they have no respect for life. They're based on an ancient Earth sect of unbelievable viciousness. Orak, where can we find these space rats? Their last known base was Caspar, an Earth-type planet in Sector 5. Sector 5. We'll never make it with the state the ship's in. What are our chances, Orak? 100% better than your chances of getting anywhere else if you don't obtain a new space drive for the ship within three months. Thank you, Orak. That's a great help. It'll take time to get the ship ready. Better get on with it, then. I'll get the lights on for a start. Help me think about this. As much as you like, once we're underway. Slave, set a course for Casper in Sector 5. Um, and Villa explodes at this, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And I like Michael Keaton in this, you know. Um, I, I like the whole line about, you know, um, how they're living for sex, violence, booze and speed and, and the men are just as bad, you know. That's quite a good line. Um, yeah, he 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 do, he plays this spluttery indignation yes. well, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said they would break into transport museums uh, since all leisure transport was banned. Yeah, and that they're based on an ancient and he and he emphasises ancient Earth sect of unbelievable viciousness, which we surmise are the Hell's Angels or punks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's more Hell's Angels at the at the time, wasn't mm. it? I mean, punk had just been, but punks were generally the the punk movement wasn't. It wasn't mobile. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't be going on a motorbike when you've spent three hours spiking your hair with Vaseline. Well, you wouldn't be able to put your helmet it. on. Yeah, I, exactly, some of these yeah. some of these space rats wearing conventional motorbike helmets. How do they get that on over those Mohicans? Well, I imagine, like in Mad Max Three, where we learn that the Mohicans are just just headpieces. Yeah. yeah, I reckon this must be the same. Yeah, maybe. The question was why. It would be much better if the if if the space helmets had a slot in the top, so when you put it on, yeah, the Mohican sticks out the top. Perfect. That would be good. Why are they wearing helmets? Other than the fact that they're stunt guys and it makes their job easier. Why are they wearing helmets? They're meant to be dead hard, aren't they? Yeah, they, they don't follow rules. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when when Los Angeles introduced the uh, the helmet law, I mean, the the Hell's Angels were up in arms about it, weren't they? So yeah, yeah. Um, we get more bad wipes, and Avon orders Dana and Villa to go down to the planet and check things out. And uh, Dana lands safe, but Villa is stuck up in a cliff. I don't. Yes. I don't know why. What is the purpose of this? What is the point of this scene? Well, they when they saying that the uh the the scorpios oh yeah yeah it was glitchy wasn't it the teleport yeah so the teleport was like all right and it's also a little comedy scene isn't it yeah but the space rats come along on those um uh trike bike things don't they which they haven't altered in any way i'm assuming they borrowed that or rented them from somewhere nearby they, they did say that they weren't they stole things from transport museums but I'm presuming in the future we get a transport museum full of um, trikes. They just don't look manly, those trikes. Is it? They didn't look good, like back in when Pertwee and that used to use no, them. In they no. don't. They're not a good thing to use. Yeah, I mean, right, we're, we're right. Space rats, then, right? They glow, Road Warrior ripoffs. 
They're just awful, awful, awful. I hate it. I I hate this yeah. design look. I mean, it screams 1980s um, to have the colours like this. The material of the outfits is rubbish. I I think this is possibly the worst design choice of the entire show. Even worse than Og and those animals. I can't stand the space rats. Can't stand them. Yeah, I I I agree with you 100% there. But there there is a sort of a there's a, a thought that <coughs> pardon me that because they're so far in the future, th- this design could be it's a bit like the Fifth Element sort of design style, isn't it? That that this could be something someone would wear design. But that's the prop that to me that's the problem. It's designed. Yeah. Whereas this entire this entire culture that's very poorly drawn out but their entire thing is that they're individuals anarchy yeah why are they all wearing the same that's what annoys me with these films why are they all wearing a uniform later on who makes all these things that's what i was just about to say i mean we see their leisure room and you know and all these outfits these bright colorful outfits are are perfectly clean yet we're supposed to um you know uh, believe that they're the, like the scumbags of the universe. Yes. Yeah. Well, they make mention that they're disgusting, filthy. This this would they're have not. been an ideal time for the BBC to go into their stock cupboard that they've gone before and let the people choose their own outfits and individual, let them be one-offs, dirty, grubby. Yeah. This, this, you know, they've done it before when it's meant to be an army and that, and that annoys why not do it in this case why is everyone yeah uniform and like you say clean um i mean there's lines later on where dr plaxton is moaning about the the uncleanliness of her helper and it's like really he's cleaner than me yeah yeah oh it's shockingly bad i mean we in the traitor episode when we were talking about lights where you see hunter and his men they're all grubby in like you know just overalls and stuff like that that's what they should have been like yeah. no this oh i hate it i mean oh how can you be this, an anarchist how can you be the like, like like this scumbag of the universe and you're wearing fluorescent green and pink together yeah yeah it's no this is someone as i i think i mentioned last week at the tail end of last week's episode this is this is like so at a certain point in every ongoing bbc show at this point you had punks appear and it was always done poorly. It was always a a middle-aged white man's idea of what the, the youths were doing. Yeah. And this is the same thing. This is someone that's seen Mad Max 2 and totally misunderstood the yeah. look of it. Yeah. Which we used to get a lot with the Italian rip-offs and that, didn't we? That yeah. This is this has been designed, and that's the wrong thing. It should not have been designed. It it shouldn't look designed. Why are they all riding the same bikes? Why are they all got the same crash yeah. helmets? Why have yeah. they all got the same uniforms where have they got exactly the same uh shoulder pads that are just fastening on it it's shocking yeah this 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 undermines almost to the detriment of the whole episode but this undermines the whole thing doesn't it that your belief in this hits this brick wall and you can either go forward and go okay bbc or it just every at this point onwards, everything you're thinking about is yeah. this isn't this isn't a real society. This is in no way believable. Yeah. This is even what yeah, this even Gunsar's I mean. people look better. Yeah. Up until this point, I'm okay with this episode, yeah. and it's you're right. It's a brick wall that I hit, and I kind of can't get beyond that. You know, um, all, on audio wise, okay, the 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 leader 
he's not the best actor in the world and some of the space rats you know with their cockney <laughs> accent are, are dire but i can listen to this episode i just can't watch it you, you you made me think just then about you know this outfit this this so-called punk outfit that they're wearing this is the sort of outfit Mr. Humphreys would wear in Are yep, You Being Served exactly. if John Inman yeah. came in as a punk. He would come in wearing that for laughs. Yeah, and people would laugh. Oh, look, he's a punk. And yeah, he would have a Mohican like that as well. Yeah, yeah, they did it on... Every time a punk would appear, you would get this. I mean, you you occasionally did see punks, usually in London, that sort of thing, that would dress with the big mohawk but most punks weren't like that they well they dropped it didn't they real punks as soon as it became fashionable to you know have a you know safety pin through your nose or your ear or whatever they dropped it and they john lydon immediately dropped all that as soon as you you know you had shops selling these things well i think he had the classic thing wasn't it that you can't you can't be an anarchist if you got to spend three hours, like I said, doing three hours doing your hair yeah. before you go out on an anarchist meeting, you you can't. And he would get very riled at people that he would meet. Usually, it has to be said, Americans <laughs> that would wear the uniform yeah. of the punk. That that yeah. goes and against this is the punk. same thinking. That yeah. goes against the punk ethos to wear yeah. a uniform. Yeah, the whole the whole thing was individuality. That yourself, as an individual, yeah. you. Yeah. You had as much potential as an individual as as anyone. You could be a band member. You could make videos. You could. It's like punk filmmaking. You could go out and make your own films. Yeah, not a uniform. It wasn't. It wasn't an organised movement. Right. But the people that saw it deemed it was. And this is this. Yeah, you're right. This is this is Mr. Humphrey's version of punk. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, they've been spotted on camera and up on the Scorpio, we find out that they're just diversions as the ship is going to go and land. This is obviously a plan that Avon and Taron have uh, concocted between them because they know about it, but Su Lin doesn't. Yeah, she's quite put out, isn't she? Yeah. I think she's realised what a bunch of nut jobs she's (laughs) yeah that she's thrown herself in with here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, she is quite yeah yeah yeah. Uh, narked to find out about this and and I like how she says Dana handles a gun quite well despite her sheltered um, upbringing doesn't she yeah which is is meant to be a funny line because Dana's meant to be this amazing uh, fighter and gun person and but it's not a funny line because she's absolutely right that Dana isn't a particularly good or the the way that the, the actress portrays Dana is in no way believable as a fighter. There is a missing scene that I'd like to have um, um, seen, you know, in Rescue when Sulin realises that Dana is this weapons expert and, and it's like, oh, oh, you know about weapons, do you? I'd yeah. love to have seen a scene between the two of them, you know, when they're checking they, they, each other out. Yeah, there could have been a lovely one-upmanship yeah. scene between, like, talking about weapons, couldn't there? Yeah, <laughs> To the exclusion of all the others. Yeah, yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, and so she goes, oh, you've, uh, so you've let them, let them walk into a trap. And Avon's like, we need the star drive, you know. Um, yeah. They are expendable um, if we get the star drive out of it. So, again, Avon's logic from his point of view, and to a certain extent from common sense point of view, is quite spot on. But you can see that Sulin at this point, the penny drops that who's next. Yeah. Yeah, if you can do it to them yeah. too, can you do it to me? Exactly. Can you do it to yeah. Tarrant? Yeah. But 
we go down onto the planet and inside the lab, and here we have our character, Dr. Plaxton, and her assistant, Napier. And that star drive is awfully small for something that, that can do uh, so yeah. much. I mean, I know it's got to be small to fit inside a space chopper, but it is small. It was at small space, and I think um, old Phil, Phil, owns, yeah, he... Phil Stevens owns oh, the right. original. I think that is, is it, the original. It's... It's part of something else, wasn't it? He was saying that it's um, the actual prop is made up from uh, someone's gun barrel or something like that. The the, the silver turned bit on it. Well, right. Uh, yeah, he he mentioned. Oh, I should that. have asked him. I'll yeah. have to ask him in time for yeah. when this episode comes out. But yeah, it's which is nice. I like I like when the BBC reuse props. Mm. Gives a little thrill. Yeah. When I notice them. Um, but yeah, it's too it's too small. It's too compact, and it's not busy enough. No. And again. Listening to this, if you were listening to it and you hadn't seen it, you would be picturing the star drive would be a massive great yeah, thing. Yeah, I had forgotten. I would completely forgotten that it looked like yeah. this. It make it makes no sense to be so portable. No. Otherwise, why have a big engine bay in ships and that? Why? <laughs> no, no, it, it is awfully small. And um, speaking of awful, uh, you got two space rats there. And yeah. um, and that's when we see them close up for the first time, and we hear them for the first time. Yeah. Oh, good grief! Particle driver control. Particle driver right. Well, you better double check. I'm going to take the drive up to twenty-five percent today. In here, doctor. Don't argue with me, Napier. Particle driver satisfactory, Doctor Plaxton. Place the photon shield in position. Stop! How many times do I have to tell you? You wear gloves in here. No, we're only honeymooning a flagging shield. I don't care. I am not going to have 3,000 hours of work put at risk by a couple of freaks who never take a bath. Don't need a bath. Switch regular. Out. Now look. Go on, get out. I'll do it. You better go. Yes, they're uh, so they're thieves and villains. Therefore, equals EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. It's just oh, terrible. It is terrible. I mean, and you know, looking at them close up. Unfortunately, you know, watching it on DVD, it's better quality than the video that we saw and on a big TV. Yeah. You know, the outfits are horrible. The Mohicans are horrible. Those facial markings are horrible. Oh, the acting's horrible. It is. That's the word. It's all yeah. pathetic. I can remember, even, even watching it the first time around, I remember the the facial makeup thinking, that's that's not at all uh, uh, threatening. That's not. It's just, it's terrible. It's so pantomime It is. Yeah, that's um, another word. Pathetic yeah. and, and like pantomime, say, two yeah. P words. When you watch it on a DVD on a big TV, I mean it's it it's not it's just it looks terrible. It does, it does. But luckily we move outside and Dana and Villa they're looking through some really cheap looking tin binoculars. Yeah. Uh, you don't believe for one second that they actually do anything. It's just an old bit of tin. Yeah. The the budget and I say the budget on this just it looks so cheap. But they've got stuff in 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 storage. I mean, you know, yeah. in rescue, um, Avon's got those white macro binocular type things that had a drill turning the front bit. 
Where's yeah, that where gone? Yeah, why, why can't you use that? They probably chucked them in a skip or something. Although perhaps the budget went on higher in the three. Um, well, you had you've got three uh, trikes, but you've also got like a, an amphi cat, haven't you? Yes. So perhaps that's Maybe where that's the budget where it went. All went. Yeah? yeah, yeah. You know, the higher they had to hire them, and oh, <laughs> they lost their deposit, perhaps. <laughs> They look through these tin binoculars and uh, Dana says, or Villa says, concealed entrances. They're not concealed entrances. They're bright silver. They're bright silver. Whacking great big bright silver things sticking out of a side of a quarry. They're not concealed in the slightest. It's the, uh, again, the, the, the cheap way of the, the Lake 7 would do concealed bases. Lucky they were all concealed, weren't it? We ain't got a... Yeah, you've never got any windows there. It's just no. a door. There's never a window, is there? <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they just take that that sort of two walls or whatever they've got to a quarry, lean it against a, a, a you know, a, a, an outcropping. There you go. Secret and base. Off you go. Yeah. 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 And they're being spied on by a space rat who's got a bright pink helmet and he's standing <laughs> on a ridge and they don't see him. Yeah, he's not not inconspicuous, is he? In that get up, dear, dear. Back inside the base now, and we're in that yeah that leisure area, the space rats leisure area. Total, total and utter crap. Um, and the worst thing I think is the leader. Um, this guy. I mean, I think he's trying to do a King and I Yul Brynner type. Well, thing. I I thought was is he again? If they seen wares in Mad Max, and they thought. Ooh, oh, I didn't even like think Wes. about that. Yeah, because but whereas whereas it worked, this you just think, what is he doing? It's, what what's going on? He's all. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't look into this actor. Um, I don't know how much other stuff he might have been in things that yeah, he uh, might be we've really seen. good. He yeah. might be really good, but if he is really good, he's not doing this one well. He he is overacting something rotten, yeah. isn't he? And also, what so. Again, because because the budget's so low, we could don't see what these people do. Is this what they do in their life? They just, you know, sit around making out on a couple of old bean bags in an otherwise sparse room it's, on it, a in a quarry planet. It doesn't sound like much of a life to yeah, me. Yeah, what is their goal? I mean, they go yeah. they go up into space and they blast spaceships and then they come back down again. They don't seem to be robbing or anything like that. Yeah, I th- I wondered if this is this sort of is this the the meant to be their version of the the biker bar that that people you know that in all the in the films and that I mean these are less convincing than the biker gang in every which way but loose aren't they Yeah this this is it's just and look again at no point is it convincing that this is a society if that, that this is their version of a biker bar you should have a fug of smoke in the air yeah. you know this should be a place of debauchery you've got yeah. a couple just snogging and atlin the leader is that meant to be like a rat that he's eating um coming up i, I think it's meant to be a rat that he bites yeah. the head off of or some or something so they've got enough money to to finance a revolutionary drive system but they haven't got enough money to buy decent food hmm you might like rats, I suppose. Maybe, maybe. Because this is the point. This is when Dr. Plaxton, she's coming. We never hear yes. her first name, do we? It's no. only ever Dr. Plaxton. Maybe doctor is her first name and she's not a, actually a doctor. Maybe, I'd explain that. Yeah. Maybe it's spelt like D-O-K-T-A and it's just a yeah. Blake 7 name, Dr. Plaxton. Hmm. 
She comes in to see Atlin and to say that uh, she's ready to begin uh, testing the, the new Mark II. And I feel so sorry for Barbara Shelley in this. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, her agent says, "Oh, I've got you a part in Blake Seven. Oh, what's Blake Seven? Looks into it. Maybe looks at some yeah. season one or season twos. Maybe she had been watching it. Oh, that'll be all right. And then she ends up in this. A a a, a, a lady of her, you know, stature. Yeah, you know, she's she's a a respected actress. She's a brilliant actress. She's yeah. always and she's having she to always, act with this. Yeah, lot. but she gives it a. I mean, she's she's good in this. She gives it. She's she's never less than believable in this, which is amazing considering what she's surrounded with. But yeah, I do. I wonder what. I mean, I'd I'd love to know what these actors think when they turn up on set because they they do a read through. Mm-hmm. And like I say, reading the script, you're probably thinking, oh wow, this is going to be amazing. Like so it's going to be a seedy bar smoke, fights breaking out, people knifing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's two people on some bean bags with uh, a comedy punk outfit. They oh. never even swear. No. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least, I mean, don't they, they They use one made-up swear word, don't they? I think, doesn't one of the Cockney guys say something? Oh, does he? Yeah, and they that. also, they, they call non-space rats... Gooks. Gooks, yeah. Yeah. Which is a, you know, I mean, that that's a word with very racist connotations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mm. Which is a weird thing to hear them say in it, but they, they again, this would have been an ideal time to um to break out the made up space swear words. Yes, yes, yeah, but we don't. We've just got no. this awful thing, and yeah, it looks like he's biting the head off of a rubber rat or something. I'm gonna have to freeze frame that. I I think it is yeah. meant to be an animal. Maybe um, KFC. Don't know. It could be, but then they go, we go outside, and there's a there's a lot of padding in this episode and this bit yes. is is coming up now you know you've got padding as dana and villa go to the doors they go well, inside the, the story at this point the story pretty much grinds to a halt doesn't it yes until yeah. about three minutes before the end of the episode yeah we've we've got interminable padding scenes interminable shots of space rats going backwards and forwards on their bikes mm. the 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 location of these bunkers also i couldn't i couldn't work out whether it was in error or i was the way that's filmed it's it doesn't make a lot of sense that the two rooms would be backing onto each other no for the amount of going movement between these bunkers that these people do well it definitely doesn't make any sense because they no. go they go into one of the doors don't they yep. and um Dana's... and that's that's where the 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 space rat choppers the space choppers yeah. are isn't yeah yeah when they get there she says it's like an underground maze no it's not we've yeah. just seen her coming to one room we haven't seen yeah, her go down any room. corridors or anything like that did you spot when she goes into that garage area that villa he doesn't actually come into that room until Dana's looked around and made sure it's safe. And then she calls him oh. and then he comes in. Again, that's another yeah. l- l- little yeah. safety thing. Yeah. yeah. And there's these two things and they're covered by gold foil. And they say they're space choppers. They're not. They're just like two like you know clear yeah. hemispheres with a bit of grey cardboard behind them. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, in my notes, I put, where's the cockpit? It's just a dome with it's... a blank... Yeah, you know, where... Where are the controls? Yeah. No. (laughs) It's rubbish. It's really rubbish. And Dana reports in and says that they're ready for teleport, and Avon says it's broken. But he's lying because uh, the three of them are landed and outside. We don't see the Scorpio because that costs money to put a model shot in here. Yeah. Uh, They're outside in the quarry. And we just said there, padding, 
right? There is so much padding in this episode. I timed it, right? What follows next is one minute and 35 seconds of pointless padding of the three of them walking, then running along that quarry. A minute yeah. and 35 seconds. But they go to where um, the space rat leader, Atlan, is it? Where yeah. he is. And the room he's in is adjacent to the room they've just been in. Well, yeah, no. So did they go outside and go right way around? No, 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 no. We're getting a, a little bit ahead of ourselves. Before that happens, uh, they've got, as I say, a minute and 35 of uh, just just running and being padding, on the yeah. padding. They blow it's a good up... episode if you like quarries. Yes, yeah, quarry watch, oh. yeah. No, they blow up this camera, which looks like it's a marble on a stick. Yeah. And... Um, and at that point, that's when they're still in the garage, which they went in, say, door on the left. They went in through door on the left, and they're in the garage, and they're captured by that very badly acting space rat. Yeah, with a, an air gun. He's yes. Got a lovely air gun. So like I that. used to have one like that as well. And he takes them from the garage. They come out of the left door, and Avon and Tarrant and Sulin watch them as they yes. walk, what, 30 feet, and go in the right-hand door, and are taken to see Atlin, who's in the room next door to the garage. Yeah. Makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. No. Why Why come out of one door and go in the next? (laughs) And Atlin, he wants more out of this uh, Mark II test run. And and his, I mean, my my fists were clenching in uh, irritants, you know, because his overacting is astonishingly bad. He, I was getting really annoyed with him. But I, I sort of can't blame the actor because if you saw those designs, you would go start going into pantomime mode, do I you th- think. Do you think because he, he's he got all these yellow markings on his face, he's thinking, right, I've got to start mugging because you yeah. won't see any acting on my face. Therefore, I've got to really pantomime it, to use that word again. Yeah, I th- I think I think he's measured his performance to the designs, which I, you know, I can't I can't blame him for. Hmm. He's he's racked it up because it's the it's the Colin Baker coat all over again, isn't it? Where people would see that and start mugging. And I don't know whether it's like an actor's self-preservation circuit where they can then go, oh, well, I was overacting on purpose or I I don't know. But it, it seems to happen a lot when there's poorly designed bits and bobs in these programs. The actors seem to mug it up. And this one, he definitely does. But yeah, I... Unless there's something else you can find him in, and uh, he's awful in that as well. I I don't know anything about that, but you say Colin Baker there. Um, the way he's acting, and the way you know he uh, he leans down and 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 rather clumsily kisses Plaxton and that. Um, I'm I'm thinking we've got echoes of Baben in this and Jarvik combined in this yeah. crappy fluorescent package. Well, ba- Baben's gang and Baben would just make mincemeat out of these space rats. <laughs> oh, they that that would have been. A, oh, that's a good thing for big finish. Yeah, yeah Baben yeah. versus Atlin and the space rats. Oh yeah. You know, it's they would they wouldn't <laughs> last two seconds for these. It'd be like Toka going up against Humongous. They it's a different level of violence, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But that, yeah, I could see someone like Colin could pull this, and we we know he has pulled this role off. Um, but I think it's just so poorly written and thought about. Yeah, 
I'll tell it could you... work. You could make this work. That's what's annoying about a lot of these issues that we keep running into time and time again. You could make work with just a bit of thought or a bit of imagination. And I don't know what was up with the BBC at the time. It seemed I, to have lost all that. I tell you how you could completely improve this and, you know, it would almost become a classic is if you could go in and you could remove Atlin and the Space Rats and put in Baben and yeah. his crew. We wouldn't have a problem with it, would we? No, no. Not I'd, a problem. All, all, the, all the issues, and like you say, this would, this would then move it into a, an enjoyable, good episode into a classic. Yeah, yeah. But as it is, we've, we're stuck with them. We're stuck with Atlin and we're stuck with the space rats. And the, the, the next thing that happens is Dana has this really rubbish fight oh, terrible. with the space rats. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? It really is bad. I don't understand it. I can un- you can understand like the first fight that perhaps Dana gets into because they, they're not very good at it. But this character is based on the fact that she's meant to be a fighter. Mm. Would, it have, would it have hurt them to send her on a a couple of weeks judo course or something like that. She doesn't move. She moves so hesitantly. Yeah. It's, it's, it just ruins it. It brings you straight out of it at no point. And again, I know Gisette Simon is a good actress because she's won awards and so on. But at no point in any of these shows do I buy her as a fighter. Right. It's a shame, isn't it? It's it's such a shame. Um, It is. I mean, if anything, you know, if if, if why, why couldn't that have been Sulin? You know, because yeah. I, I would like to have seen um, Glynis Barber have a go at this. You know, maybe she might have been more convincing. Yeah, I think I think she probably would. I mean, she would. She did some really good fight scenes in um, uh, Dempsey and Makepeace. Yeah, 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 yeah. But outside, we've got even more padding. All this padding. Padding, right? padding, padding. Yep. Earlier in this story, when Avon says we're going to check it frame by frame, you he says you can start Dana, and you have about two seconds of Dana watching it, and then we cut to Sulin for about two seconds, and she spots something. Couldn't you've got rid of some of this padding and just watch, you know, see a couple of the crew, you know, taking over from each other, and how far have you got? Oh, I'm at frame da 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 da. All right, see you in the morning, that sort of thing, and you wouldn't have needed all this padding then if you had a but scene suppose, like that. Yeah, I suppose. Most, I mean, a lot of the patternedness is on film, so I think it's a case of they filmed it, they're going to use it. Mm. Um, but surely they could have come up with something just more interesting, flesh out the space rats a bit, have them shown them, you know, killing people or, you know, Some, just taking hostages and wiping them out. Some, yeah, something to just build them up rather than thinking that we want to watch people wandering about a quarry for 20 minutes and and that's what you get until yeah. the three go in after do you know it's the door wobbling when it opens yes. when Tarrant oh, presses the yeah. button that god that do you know Tarrant, Tarrant opens the door and then with his back to it he's, he doesn't know so he's looking around and he opens the door there could have been a space rat stood there, stood there in know, which case he's shot in the back he's <laughs> an idiot plum alright well Plaxton, meanwhile, she's got the Mark II up to time distort 15. What is it now? 75%. We must close down now. I feel the shield's melting. What was the simulated speed? 15. 15. 15. 
TD-15 in real time. My space rats will be knocking out Federation heavy cruisers next. If they've any left. Oh, yes, they have. But not for long. How soon can this be fitted to our space choppers? Napier. Well? What's wrong with the Mark I? It gives your space choppers DT-12. Not as good as 15. No space rat likes to put up with second best. Speed and violence, that's all you space rats think about. As you well know, I am not a space rat. But so long as I give them what they want, they accept me as their leader. Mindless destruction of Federation ships. It's mindless. You don't have a plan. Maybe the space rats haven't got a plan, Dr. Blackstone. But we could have total control over all the space trade routes. I want no part of that. All I want to do is to develop my space drive. Fine! So how soon can this be fitted to our space choppers? It can't. Why not? Because this is the only one. So, build more! We've provided you with enough raw material to build 500. I am a scientist, not a production engineer. And the other reason why this can't be fitted to your space choppers is, quite simply, it won't fit. Why not? Because the only way to increase the power was to increase the size of the photon generator chambers. This drive was intended to be installed in a real spacecraft, not in toys driven by a bunch of murderous psychopaths. Our agreement... Our agreement was that you provide me with the resources to continue with my work. Well, that's exactly what I've done. You will start modification work on the space drive now, Dr. Blackstone. If you refuse, I will tell the space rats that you are depriving them of speed. And I will let them deal with you in their own fashion. It's not in real time, because we know that time distort isn't real time. No. So what's she on about? She's lying. <laughs> um, Plaxton orders her aid out and tells Atlin and, uh, you, you, you know... Um, she's not going to do any any more, basically. Yeah. And and we find out that Atlin isn't a space rat. Why isn't he a space rat? What? Um, why, yeah, because that in. Yeah, because it perhaps they thought, oh god, he doesn't sound Cockney. Oh, can you ma- do a ma- maybe the guy accent? couldn't oh, do a Cockney. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was so rubbish. It's like, no, yeah. all right, forget it. We'll put this line in saying you're not a space rat. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it because it's it it adds nothing to the story at all. No. It's, it's a weird little. There, there's no point. Yeah. And I mean, we... there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's some interesting with the Doctor Plaxton. There is some interesting parallels they could have drawn between, like, um, von Braun in the Second World War working for the Nazis, and why is she? Because she gets sort of, she doesn't get a lot to justify why the ends, you know, the the what she's doing is more important than who she's doing it for, and that. It gets very glossed over. You could have used a lot of that padding time to explore some of that. Yeah, she says that she has an agreement with Atlin that she would be left alone. 
Yeah. It might, does make you wonder how did Atlin find out about her? Did did they do a raid maybe on the on the base or the space station was, that she was on and kidnap her or yeah. what? Was he a, was he a a leader of the space rats before he kidnapped or approached her? I mean, she's not really kidnapped, is she? She she's there voluntarily. Um, I'd love to have seen how that went down. Them, you know, <laughs> knocking on a laboratory door in their space rat gear. Unless, you know. unless, yeah, unless this agreement all happened before Atlin became a yeah. space rat. He wasn't dressed it as was, a space rat. Yeah, uh, was bringing was bringing Doctor Plaxton to the space rats. What got him in as their leader with the space rats? Because he says that yeah. they accept him as long as they give he, he gives them what they want, which is speed. Yeah. Um, and he also says he wants total control over the space routes. Yeah. Well, how are you gonna? How are you gonna do that? When you've got about maybe ten of these, you know, ineffective, rather wimpy, day glow, nothings. Yeah. Also, how how is that gonna work? So is he go, is he meaning he's gonna hold them to ransom? So say, you know, if if you don't pay us space tax we will explode your ships and what are they going to spend the money on they don't all they want is speed they've already got the fastest it, it, it yeah. makes no sense at all they're what they want again it, they're they're evil for evil's sake aren't they yeah bring back the federation oh, i miss the federation <laughs> i did miss uh Servalan and the federation in this one but... can you imagine her looking up and down at the uh, atlan just going what are you wearing yeah I'm the flamboyant style. one. Yeah. I'm the flamboyant one in this show, not you. Sling your hook. Uh, yeah, but she says the Mark II, it won't fit in toys. And, uh, yeah, her agreement was to be left alone. And for that impudence, she gets a hand around her neck and a gun in her face, and she's ordered to start modifications. And so uh, all, all the while I'm watching this, like, this is rubbish. This is This is just bad. This is bad. The next bit, you know, it just raises the bar on rubbishness even higher. Dana and Villa are just sitting around doing nothing in that like little leisure room. And next door, the other three are in the garage. And Avon uses this doohickey he's got to say that this is the connecting wall. Okay. Yeah. They just know somehow that Dana and Villa are in the next room. I don't know how. And we get this. Again, another crappy video effect from Tarrant's weapon that he's got. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's not even centred properly on the the shot of Tarrant, which no. is annoying. But yeah, so yeah, Avon uses that little gizmo and he says something like, "Judging by the energy readings, the star drive is behind this wall," which it isn't. Mm. It's behind another wall. Brilliant, yeah. good job, Avon. Um, it's. It feels, which is weird, it feels very rushed, considering all the padding we've got. I mean, it's just this notion, we had it earlier on the Scorpio, you know, where you can magically heal a hole with yeah. this blue milk crate, and now you've got a device that can eat a wall away, and it's like, this technology has just been made up for this story. Yeah, uh, we never see it again, we've never seen it no, before. No, and it doesn't sit well, this this isn't Blake 7, no. you know, uh, this is space fantasy, isn't it? This is into silly sci-fi we're in now all these like magical weapons yeah know. yeah suddenly there's a there's a device for everything yeah there's no basis in reality in any of this whatsoever oh and 
next door in that leisure room, Atlin, he's he's gone in and he says that they're going to go out hunting and he meets the gooks, you know, Dana and Villa, yeah. and uh, and tells them to t- take them outside and that they're going to be bent, whatever that means. Because they they presumably thought it sounded hard. Yeah, I do like the way um, I do yeah. like the way Villa says. What does that mean? I I, I think yeah. that I think that's an ad lib. I think that's Michael Keaton going. Yeah. What, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, but it stopped because uh, Dana says um, that they need to see Doctor Plaxton. Big bummer guns. Be going to the hills for some hunting. What's this? The goose. Gooks. Don't look like Federation to me. We're not! Okay, bend them. (laughs) What does that mean? You'll find out. Talk amongst yourselves. This could take some time. Yeah, this I think this is this is quite clever, but not played well. Uh, unless Atlan is a complete imbecile, Dana is not convincing doing this. No, no. I mean, why would anyone fall for this? You'd go, well, oh, you're making it up. Yeah, no. But At- Atlin maybe is just dumb because he does yeah. sit up, doesn't he? And and Dana says that they were students of Doctor Plaxton. Um, learning about space drives. You know, she's pressing all the right yeah. buttons for Atlin, and it, at no point is he suspicious at this point. I guess it's because he's just desperate to, to, to get, you know, more people on board to uh, to get him what he wants. Yeah. Did you did you notice while she's doing this scene, when she moves past Atlin, her bracelet is in a shocking state. Is it? Yeah, the, the front's fell open, you know, the, the hinge bit that you don't normally see. The clasp is all open, it's just, it's, it's like, wow, they've, these, these props have been wrecked already. Do you think that's just damage from this little tumble she just <laughs> had with a space rat and they went straight into recording this bit immediately yeah, afterwards yeah. and nobody's it noticed it? Could well be, and they've thought, we haven't got a replacement. Just, I mean, it, yeah. It, uh, have a look if you get the chance. I've just rewatched the scene and what, look at her bracelet. I will. Because I've been building one, so I've been watching them. And uh, it's like, oh, my God. God, it's <laughs> my it's one's in better bad. condition than her one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll do that, and I'll I'll check it out, and I'll I'll put a screen grab up on the the Facebook page of it. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, they're taken to see Doctor Plaxton, who looks quite befuddled as Dana does this whole. So good to see you. Incredibly bad uh, acting uh, that she's acting. If you see what yes. I mean. Bummer. Dr. Plaxton, how marvellous to see you again. Do you remember us, Dana and Villa, your best students? We thought we'd never see you again after you left the academy. Is this some sort of trick? I've never seen these people before in my life. (laughs) Your memory hasn't improved. Do you remember the time when you you lost your ground car and reported it to the police as having been stolen? Oh, and this must be your new photonic space drive. Well, it doesn't look anything like as sophisticated as a prototype we were working on at the Academy, but that's only to be expected, having to work under these conditions. I do not know these people. Do not or will not. Yeah, Yeah, Dana's uh, not a good actress. She's not, no. And 
Dr. Plaxton, I I, I share her bewilderment yes. on this one. Yeah, she says she doesn't know them. She tells Atlin she doesn't know them, but uh, Atlin thinks that that's all just a, a lie, and he, he sides with them, thinking that he's got two new slaves, basically, to work on the drive. Yeah. And it's at that point, the wall disappears in that really terrible video effect. And in comes uh, Avon in full-on gunslinger mode. He's yeah, loving he's, this, the way he yeah. jumps in. You know? I've, I've got Avon fans, the clip gun. Oh. I think that should be a new count. Oh, he's loving it. He loves this. Yeah. yeah. And they capture uh, Atlin. But, and then it gets even more rubbish. That way he kicks Tarrant and, and also manages to grab the fastest drawer in the galaxy, Sulin. Yeah. You know, without her actually being able to uh, react and escapes as Avon just snarls. You know, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's. I you get the feeling that was blocked out on the day, and didn't match the rehearsal room because it's it's. <coughs> pardon me, it's uh, it's it's shocking, and it should have been Villa, not Sulin, that got grabbed. Mm. So of all the characters, other than Dana as well, Sulin wouldn't have. She would have just. She would have had a gun Kicked out. You know, she, she, yeah, yeah, she would have had him shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he, he runs off, and that's when Dr. Plaxton um, pleads uh, with them to yeah. take her with them. She doesn't give a toss about her assistant, does she? No, we never see him again, do we? No, I don't think. Presumably the space rats, like, I don't know, buggered him to death or something later on. I, I just don't know. Maybe he became one. Maybe he went yeah. straight to the wardrobe department, and the next time you see him, he's in his pink yeah. and, and orange. Yeah. But they commandeer one of those things. What did you say? It's an Amphicat uh, or something. Amphicat, yeah. It's like, it, it's not quite the same one they used for um, Space 1999 or Banana Splits, but it's one of those style. They were very, very popular around that time for farmers. Um, used to like them. You you did, to, you, yeah. you said it the other way around to me. I've got down here Banana Splits, Moonbase Alpha Buggy. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, interesting in this bit of thing is obviously that. Um, uh, Dr. Plaxton, the real actress, isn't there, is she? I was it's just about to say, yeah. yes, yeah, Dr. Plaxton has got her hood up. Yeah, and, handy, that. Yeah, for handy. absolutely no reason, she's yeah. now got her hood up. And, uh, yeah, there is a reason for that, which we'll talk about yeah. in a minute. Um, Sulin shoots a bunch of space rats, and yeah, they're, they're I like off. this. Sulin's brilliant. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's great. She shows she could have wiped out the entire... If they'd have just stayed there, they didn't need to run, she could have wiped them all out. But, single-handed but dana's there as well and dana's got a gun hasn't she she should be shooting yeah. as well i mean she, she she's a weapons it's, person it's, it's almost like having two characters with exactly the same abilities isn't working for them <laughs> we've said before this was a terrible idea but yes. there, there you go and we get terrible crap flash effects as these little tiny mines yeah. are detonated that, that well, that's one bad. mine kills them three times doesn't it it's, yes. it's pretty good going uh, I quite like this sequence. I think I remember as as a kid watching this, and I really liked this because it felt gritty. How young and naive I was, but it felt gritty and like all oh, this people follow, and it's real stunt men. Always love a bit of stunt work. Yeah, and you can see that these are stunt men that uh, have had time to prepare, and it looks good, and they're rolling. But this isn't like the studio fight, so I don't mind this. But yeah, the the special effects are very um, top of the popsy. Yeah. 
laid on afterwards. Again, you can't lay video effects on film. It doesn't no, work. It doesn't work. Um, they get to the Scorpio, which doesn't look too bad because you know that's yep, the miniature yep. and and it and it's set up on location on a table. Yeah. Um, you know, for perspective yeah, and all that. That's our. It's only a model shot yes, of the is. episode, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they take off, which is a bad video effect. Yes. Yeah. It again doesn't mix well mm. the the video of the Scorpio with the no. the film with the planet. Not in the slightest. I don't like the Scorpio. I know a lot of people like the design. I just think it's... it's. I think you like it, don't you? It's grown on me over the years. I mean, like, initially, oh. I didn't like it because, number one, it replaced the Liberator. Number two, yeah. oh, they're, they're doing a Millennium Falcon, you know. Um, but, no, I've, I've grown to like it more over the years, I think. Yeah, I, I, it, it just doesn't... I keep thinking, okay, let's let's... Give it a chance, give it a chance. And then whenever we watch the season fours, it's like, mm, yeah. no. Okay. But uh, they go up into space, and that's when we get three Federation ships appear, which to me look like grey pursuit ships with red nose cones. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I I, I mean, is, a, a, is this a new bit of film, which I doubt, and or B, what's it from, and why do they look a bit weird? I think what they've done is it's stock footage, video footage, which for some reason they've decided to tint. Yeah. Um, is this to try and make them seem like the the, the ones they didn't recognise? Yeah, well, they say that they're, they're interceptors, don't they? So yeah. I, I guess this is to distinguish them from regular pursuit ships. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, we're back to, we're back to Mad Max, aren't we? Because uh, they had interceptors and pursuit yeah. specials. Mm. Someone's some someone's a fan, aren't they? Someone's a fan on this show of Mad Max. You you do get that feeling, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, But when we go inside the Scorpio and and um, you know you see the rear screen. (laughs) Why? Why is there a rear screen? I love the way there's a rear screen at the rear. Of, yeah. of, of the bridge. It's not a window. <laughs> it's not a window. There's tons of ship between yeah. you and the back of the ship. But yeah, yeah it's They're behind the... us. Quick, put it on the rear screen. Why, <sighs> you idiot? Put it on the front screen. Can you imagine that if that was in Star Trek when they want to look at yeah. a rear view, they all turn round yeah. and and look, and the screen's right next to the yeah. lift door. And you Sp- know, yeah, Spock's just stood there going, "What? <laughs> what are you looking at?" Oh, it's terrible. And it's those terrible, yeah, Space Invaders, red blob things, yeah. you know. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Doesn't look anything like what we've just seen. And Dr. Plaxton asks them what is wrong with their drive. Range 200,000. Their signals traffic indicates that they think we're from Casper. The state our main drive is in, we will be within their cannon range within an hour. What's the matter with your main drive? It's a museum piece. Standard fiber optic control connection. Very standard. Then why not let me install this now? One burst from this and we put a lot of distance between us and those ships. How long will it take? 50 minutes. If it's to be done, it'll have to be done in 45. All right. You can pressurize your main drive tubes. I can work in there. Yes, come with me. Fine. 44 minutes, 55 seconds and counting. Avon's... Uh, no, no, she says she can fix it. She says something about, oh, is it fiber optic links yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, fiber optic. That sounded so futuristic in 1980. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she says she can fix it by attaching the Mark II Star yeah, Drive. Yeah, lucky that, isn't it? They just slot in. Yeah, it, it it will be tight, but she'd have just about enough time. 
And so, yeah, we get a bit more padding now because, yeah, it's going to be like 15 minutes or something until these interceptors have caught up with them. Um, two minutes to go and there's just the main ignition coils to join up. And uh, we see Avon thinking and he goes, one minute to go, Doctor. And she says, oh, I've only got two more connections to make. Um, a plasma bolt is fired, at which point Avon programs in the main circuit drive, doesn't he? They're in range. Time is up, Doctor. Almost done. Plasma bolt fired. 30 seconds to impact. One more connection to... What are you doing? Programming in the main circuit drive. You can't do that. That main drive will fire as soon as she makes a final connection. Fifteen seconds. We can outrun that bolt. She's dead either way. Yes. So at the end, as soon as, soon as she makes the final connection, the engine's coming on. Which I think Avon's logic is 100% correct here. She dies or they all die. Mm. But she faffs on when she's making that final connection, she looks up and looks at the ships coming at her for three or four seconds. She could have made that connection, nipped out the door. The The big problem I've got with that is when she does, yeah, she wastes time, she looks out, and she looks out through the engines somehow, yeah. um, and she doesn't see the interceptor. She sees the computer sees graphic the of yeah. the red blobs. It's like, yeah. This, yeah, it does, doesn't make sense, because earlier Tarrant said, when, when there was a big hole in the wall, Tarrant said... This is strange. It's like being in space without a spacesuit on. Yes. But but that scene, this scene, seems to imply that there's always been like a, yeah. a shielded. That's when he was looking also, out the hole, yeah. which he he filled in. That hole's not there anymore. Yeah. She, exactly. She's, yeah. She shouldn't have been able to see those. Um, unless it's blocks. a window. For some reason, there's a window. Yeah. yeah. Or that perhaps that's a computer screen, and she was watching. That's the that's the rear rear screen. Yeah, it it doesn't. It's just so she can look up and do that. And I don't even know why they needed to do that. It would have been better if she had been totally ignorant of how close to the line it was. Yeah, that that would have fitted better, I think. Yeah, I mean the rest are appalled. It's like, oh, you can't do that. But he, you're right. He he has got a point. His He's logic a, is, in, is yeah. impeccable. In he that says we can unru- we can outrun that bolt. She's dead either way. You know, if she doesn't make the connection, they're dead. If she does make the connection, she's dead, but they survive. Yep. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. <laughs> she makes the connection and she's yep. gone. Um, yes. As, yeah, as does the Scorpio very badly. Yeah. And um, and that that's when we get the ending of uh, what about Dr. Plaxton? Who goes? Yeah. You know? Which is a brilliant line, but the zoom in is mistimed. Yeah. So Avon says it as it's still zooming in. And it's like, ah, oh! because that, yeah, that's a great, great episode uh, ending. That's, I mean, that's I can remember talking about that with like uh, me dad and that about how evil Avon was. So I, yeah, it, it memorable. If you're an Avon apologist, you could say, you know, that he, he's a bit mentally unbalanced at the moment. And when they say to him, "What about Doctor Plaxton?" When he says who, he has just decided he's going to do owl impersonations. Yeah, could be. Mm. I think it would have been better if he had said Doctor Who. Or I was just thinking there, maybe who? Is it on TV tonight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. That's the uh, yeah. that's the episode over. That is the end. That, that's when it actually finishes. That's when the music starts and everything. 
Um, so behind the scenes then, um, we've just said, yes, uh, Dr. Plaxton in a hood. Uh, yeah. The reason she's in a hood is that's not Barbara Shelley. That's a stand-in um, on location. Because Dr. Plaxton didn't have any dialogue, there was no point in uh, paying Barbara Shelley to go out there. So she never went out there. Yeah. And that's a stand-in, who we never really see, do we? No, I think it works. A, I mean, it's it's very obvious, but I think it works a bit better than um, in Ormac, where uh, Stephen Grief's not there on studio day, and they just put someone else Their in the feet. costume, yeah, <laughs> and then just don't show his face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's it it doesn't quite work. No, it doesn't quite work. No, no. Um, apparently, um, this stand-in, this fake Doctor Plaxton, she mangled her finger. And yeah, it had to be sent off to hospital. Okay. Uh, shortly after that, one of the space rats, when he fell off his bike, he had to be same, sent to the same hospital, uh, still in his outfit. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. And then shortly after that, Josette Simon uh, asked if she could have a go on one of those bike things and stacked it, hurt her leg. And she had to go to the same hospital. <laughs> I can because the first time I ever went on a trike, I uh, rolled it over like that. I think everyone does, don't they? They they immediately throttle it and boom, over it goes. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous things. Well, you see it enough on you've been framed, don't you? Things like yeah. that going on. That's what happened to Ozzy Osbourne, wasn't it? Yeah. And also yeah, Rick so, Mail. Yeah. And Rick Mail. Yeah. Rick Mail as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a warning. Um, uh, this is the only episode in which these Federation interceptors are actually seen, and they were mentioned back in Seat, Locate, Destroy. It, that there's something about launch the interceptors. So yeah, there's fan speculation that these, you know, grey, red-nosed pursuit ships are not pursuit oh, ships. That, that Federation interceptors, which so, makes me want to make one now. Yeah. I've already got a pursuit ship, but make another one and have it grey with a red nose. Well, I'm, I might make one of the red blob ones and just use some plasticine. <laughs> you just need some tomatoes to just squish yeah. some tomatoes and you've got them. What, what, what I don't get nowadays. So so now the Scorpio can travel at time distort 15, so it can go faster than, than the, the Liberator. And faster, yeah, faster than, than the Liberator. Which is mental. But faster than those choppers. So those choppers we know can take out a pursuit ship mm-hmm. before the pursuit ship even knows it's that, so that why yeah. at this point why doesn't why don't they win they could take out every single ship they meet before that ship even knows they're approaching them unless the star drive breaks shortly after this and there's no dr plaxton around to fix it do you think avon tinkered with it he says, I'll just improve this. Oh, no! <laughs> we'll have to make a note just where in the running order this story is and see if there's any other stories after this where mention is made of speed. Yeah. I'm pretty certain they never, ever make reference, other than the fact that they can now outrun. But we're, you get the feeling it's a bit like Liberator, where they can outrun, but it takes a while. Mm-hmm. There's not a huge difference in speed. But it's certainly that it never travels at the speed of those uh, space choppers. Right. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, Barbara Shelley. Um, you know the, the, the lovely one, Barbara. The Shelley. wonderful Barbara Shelley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- lo- what lovely. do you think of when you think of Barbara Shelley? Quite What's a mess. Your... Yeah. Quite a mess. Yep, Every time, quite a mess. <laughs> it, it's funny how that film is ingrained on, in our heads, isn't it? Yeah. It's ironic that we think of quite a mess for this, and yet this episode is in quite a mess. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> 
we should have that sound effect i'm gonna have to put that in yeah yeah um yeah she she has a distinction of uh being um an actor who was seduced by christopher lee in two films um Uh, by a character played by christopher lee or he actually seduced her what's going on no 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 i hasten to add by by a character of Ah, christopher lee yes uh in both uh dracula prince of darkness and rasputin the mad monk because of course famously they're the two films that were filmed back to back weren't they with uh many of the same sets and the the same actors so yes I i still like hammer for doing that i really did yeah 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 the the reptile as well was Linked to yeah, another one, Plague of Zombies. Plague of the Zombies, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's both Jacqueline Pierce, Jacqueline Pierce again, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Barbara Shelley, yeah, she's got quite an impressive um, tally, genre tally. She uh, she must be the highest female so far, because she's got a genre tally of twelve. Okay, right. Um, That's quite a lot, yeah. Yeah, and 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 yeah, her genre uh, appearances goes all the way back to nineteen fifty seven. Uh, a, a film called Cat Girl, okay. Doesn't ring a bell. No, no, no. I I can't remember whether it's that or another one with a cat in coming up. One of them is about how a cat, its owner is killed and it takes revenge. It becomes like a vengeful cat. I vaguely remember a film like that. Wasn't it called The Uncanny or something like that? No, no. It's no? Shadow of the Cat. Shadow of the Cat. There's... Perhaps there was a lot of films at that time about cats taking revenge. <laughs> I won't let I won't let my little cat watch him. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, so yeah, Cat Girl, nineteen fifty seven. The next thing is the Invisible Man TV series that which which was in nineteen fifty nine. Okay. That neither of us have seen. Never have seen. Ironically. Um, yeah. Next thing we've both seen, uh, Village of the Damned. Yes. Um, yeah. she's in that. Then we've got this uh, Shadow of the Cat. Apparently, she was in the Man from Uncle. She was in an episode oh. of the Man from Uncle. Um, and then, yeah, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Rasputin, oh, the Mad yeah, Monk. Yeah, she's good in it. She's yeah. Good in it. Um, she was in The Avengers twice as two different characters. Then it was Quatermass and the Pit, which she was great in. Yeah. Um, Ghost Story in uh, 1974. Uh, then Blake Seven. And then Doctor Who, Planet of Fire. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's her 12, and that gives her a Who tally of one. Okay. So that's respectable. That's pretty good. Not yeah. Michael Sheard, but it's respectable. But yeah, as I say, I think she is the highest female on the genre tally so far. And I, I'm, yeah, I, at some point we're going to do Serverland, so uh, I wonder if yeah, Jacqueline Pierce get... will beat that. I yeah, she'll get. I mean, she has been in Who and lots of Hammers. And... Yes, yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. So that's that. I mean, that's pretty much uh, this week's episode over. Before uh, we finish, though, I'd like to do a shout out um, to uh, somebody on iTunes by the name of B7 Fan, who very kindly gave us a five star rating. So thank you very much oh, for thank that. Thank you very much to them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how iTunes works. I don't know if you get more. I don't think iTunes ratings. If 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 that if that affects things or or I whatever. Know. I don't know I, if that yeah. means. We pop up higher in the search engine or what? I don't know. But thank you very much, B7 fan. That was very nice of you. Yeah, it's always nice. And if that is someone that is perhaps on a Facebook group that's known as something else on a Facebook group, yeah, let us make know. Make yourself known. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that. And that's this season four story uh, I'm yeah, I, done with. 
yeah, I um, I know we've just ripped it apart, but the, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. I it was cheesy as hell, but you know you expect a, a little bit of cheese with your Blake Seven. But this is the first. I know we haven't watched many season fours, but this is the first season four that I've watched and thought, okay, yeah, they've they've sort of found their feet. Hmm. I don't think it continues though, does it? Sadly, I think I think I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, if 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 it was Baben and his men. If yes. I can mentally yeah. do that, I, I, I'll watch it more. Well, that, well perhaps like, you should have a Baben filter. <laughs> just I'm superimpose sure, sure Baben yeah, over just... every, every, every in bad fact, guy in season four. I, I think any film that you're watching or any TV show, it just inserts Baben into the corner. That would improve everything. Every film ever. Every single thing, yeah. So Gone with the Wind, we could have Baben, Baben in, in it. That, yeah. The Godfather, I, we're paving in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's there's not there's nothing that, that Schindler's Baben, List. Yeah, really. Well, he, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he would have fitted right in there, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh my goodness, there's a mental image. No, Mark, please don't do anything with that one. Yeah. <laughs> multiple Babens. Yeah, multiple Babens. Yeah, we can handle that one. All right. So because that season four and that season four done, you know what happens next time. It's uh. It's a special episode, so uh, join us next time when Ian and I, we're going to be taking a look at the Blake 7 monthlies and the Blake 7 annuals, aren't we? Oh, that'll be good. I've been reading them specially. Yeah, yeah. So I I learned to read specially for this. This is going to be very strange that our research for the next episode doesn't involve watching something. No. It's actually reading something. Yeah, looking at stuff. Looking at stuff, yeah. 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 Looking at pictures and things. Have you got all the monthlies, by the way? I do, I do. Yes, but I don't have all the annuals, so um, I'm going to need input from you on that, because I I know uh, because of your uh, YouTube uh, channel that uh, you do have them. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, anyone out there who's listening. There might not be anyone listening. I, I'm not sure in fandom just where Star Drive fits if people actually enjoy it or not. You know. Um. I don't know. I think. I mean, it always it's saying about the monthlies. It always used to appear in the monthlies, didn't it? They always had photos of the space. Rats. Yeah, but that's what yes. I didn't like about. We'll talk about it next week. That's what I didn't like about the monthlies. It was just, um, you know, a, uh, a, a another reminder of just how much I missed season one and two. The monthly would have been brilliant. If if that monthly had come out or while season two was on, oh, I would have yeah. I would have adored it. Yeah, that would have been amazing. You imagine because they would have had sent people out to like visit the sets and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we we, need, have had we needed a Blake Seven then. weekly. That's what we wanted. Yeah. All right, we've got to stop talking, Ian. Yes. Save all this yeah. for next week. All right. It's good stuff. Yeah, all right. So to be continued in seven days, all right? Excellent. All right, cheers, Ian. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye. Bye.